This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, baby. You're here listening to the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Tom's actually on vacation. I'm a little worried. Uh, I've been following Hurricane uh, Idalia. They keep talking about it being in North Carolina, and that's where he's claiming he's going. Uh, seems problematic. So You mean Hurricane Tom will meet Hurricane yeah. Dahlia? Those two superpowers Forces. will collide? Forces will meet. Oh, my goodness. Hi, I'm Brittany. Maybe you've heard me on this show before. We also have Tevin here and Rudy. It's just the threesome with the most sums. Okay, this is a weird way to start the show. We're not recording, right? We can can do this again? That was just a practice one? This isn't live. Um, The show started with Tevin's alarm going off. Okay, in my defense, every morning I have an alarm that goes off at 7 so I can start my day, go to the gym. I forgot that it automatically goes today, so that's why it went off. And I was a little flustered because you told me that I was ugly. Hideous. Literally 10 seconds before we go on the show. Rudy, right before we... You look like a small, dainty little man, she says, as we are. Okay, I can respect that I threw you off because I would hate if someone's like, you look really bad on this camera. And it's pretty much what I said because, like, your camera is so far away. You look washed out. You just. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Wow. Yeah. This is a good reason for people to go to YouTube is to see how bad Tevin looks on camera. I know. It's not flattering. Okay, but you. Okay. And I don't mean this in a sexual way. I've told this before. You're a very attractive looking man. Thank you. Don't try to make up for it. Now. No, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm but just like saying that, like that's how bad this camera is. You look really bad. And I was gonna say something nice because as we're like getting ready for the show, you're running around setting stuff up, and I was gonna be like, oh, Brittany, I didn't know you actually did anything on the show. This is nice. Oh yeah, to that's see. a nice compliment. I was it, waiting for that. Yeah, compliment. I was like, oh, it's nice, nice to see that you're actually doing some stuff around here. But yeah, then you just completely just crapped all over me. Well, to defend the camera, it's usually pointed at an old white guy. Yeah. So yep. it's probably going through the bends right now. Right. Like, what do we do with this very good-looking dapper black man? What do we do? Tevin, what's it like to be a radio star? Um, it's amazing. There was a, like a parade of people outside just gifting me things as I mm-hmm. walked in. Yeah, no, you guys live a rock star lifestyle. Did you get great parking just rolled up? Oh, yeah. What are they like Doris Day parking, they call it? Something like that? Shows his front row? That was me today. You guys, I'm struggling. I went to the state fair yesterday. I brought my friend Eric, and we hit up all the classics, and I feel like hell. Yeah, but it, it, you felt great in the moment, though. Like, oh, amazing in the moment. Yeah. I mean, we had we started fried pickles, then cheese curds, then milkshake. Did you go regular cheese curds, or like did you get the like mouse ranch trap. flavored? Oh, we went whatever, regular. Just, okay, but we went to the mouse trap one. That's everybody yep. claims is the best, and we had extra time. We were just that's all we were there to do. That's all me and my friend Eric do is we just eat food. Like, and I, me and dairy are not best friends. And I ate, a, like, a malt. Like, a full-on dairy barn malt. And, like, today I woke up and my stomach was, like, just making weird noises. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah. like, the people that go to the milk barn. That's what we first, Yeah, no. And you're out on the sun and that just curdles in your stomach. I can't, I can't do that. You yeah. gotta bring your dildo or whatever it is. <laughs> we didn't, I, I couldn't. <laughs> Could not find the dill lemonade because I was like determined to find it. Oh. I finally looked it up, but it was too late. It was on the way west side. It's over by the uh, Sky Ride entrance, um, west of that. So yeah. like west of ninety three X, like right on that little like side little sure. extra thing. Mm-hmm. They have dill lemonade at the um, Nordic Waffle Stand. Yeah, 
And I heard it's really good. I really wanted to get it because I love Kristen, and I told her I would, and I didn't get it. It was mm-hmm. me yeah. and Eric are we're not very fast when we're going from point A to point B, so we had to go get hit up the shuttle. Dill is very big with the kids these days. It's huge, massive. My daughter is, and her friends way into it. They're you know, 15, 16 years old. Dill everything. Dill pick. I hated dill pickle chips. Still, as a 43 year old man, no. can't do dill pickle. I like pickled things. Like yeah. I'd like a good pickled egg if I'm at a bar in Wisconsin. A pickled egg, I would never. I was- me and Tevin looked at each other. Well, I would never. Yeah. As somebody that's grown up in Wisconsin, you didn't have to say that you're at a bar in Wisconsin getting pickled eggs because yeah. I just assumed that's where you were. Absolutely, Ew. the best place. Yeah. Do you guys remember that um, Simpsons episode? Yeah, the, the jar p- of pickled eggs. Oh, yeah, great. I just thought that was so disgusting. What does it even taste like? It tastes like a pickle. It tastes like somebody put pickle juice and mixed it up with an egg. It's delicious. Yeah, so good. That's definitely an acquired, you have to be out of the sweet phase to enjoy it because you can't, you can't be somebody who's like, I love Skittles because you're never going to dig a pickled egg on top of it. I just don't think I want anything out of a jar publicly. Like, that publicly shares with that I'm going to eat. Like, and if it does happen, I want it in the back room where I don't see it being pulled well, from a it, jar. It's not like Robin Williams is stirring it with his hand. Right. It's, I don't it's, know that. They still abide by all of yes. like the food and sa- food yeah. safety regulations. Yeah, there's a jar, and then there's a guy who's got the tongs, and he sticks it on a small bar napkin. It's delicious. A bar napkin. Yeah. Like you can't, it's not even elevated to a bar plate. Okay, and don't try to act bougie now. I'm not bougie. Like the, You've never eaten, eaten out of like a I dive have, bar in Wisconsin. Listen, listen. I don't drink anymore. Have I eaten the group like nuts, like the like like things I don't? Yes. Would I think twice about it now? Maybe, maybe not. Nah. Depends. Depends what's in there. But like the group thing, and I'm not a germaphobe at all. Mm-hmm. But something about the mystery of the group thing is throws me off a little bit. Like, would you eat from like a big container of nuts sitting on the bar? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, right. it, I'll reevaluate my yeah. life. Yeah, when if you're on the Mimi, you know the the Hubbard's yacht, and they have that jar of M and M sitting out, probably don't want to just stick your grubby mitt in there and grab a handful. Grab the, the small little wooden tong that they have next to it. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. one by one just to be classy, but. Oh, yeah. No, if I'm across the river at Hudson and I'm downtown and somebody puts out a bowl of peanuts and I got a half a spotted cow in me, oh, I'm definitely going full whole hog. I'm sticking my hand in there and watching other people do it, too. No problem. All right. Yep. Out of respect, he will do, like, the brush the hand off on, like, yeah. the shirt or the jeans before yeah. you stick and it in there. I yeah. always have to remember, because normally I am on the side of disgusting. I always have to remember that I am... The I am patient zero. Like, I am because of go-go and being mm-hmm. sick all the time. Like, like I I'm am very hairy. And I'm very hairy. <laughs> that sounds like my voice right now, which I think I was having a rough day then as well. But, um, like, I – like I, and that's the way I treat, like, hotels. Like, I never walk into a hotel and clean everything because I always think no. I'm probably grosser than mm-hmm. the hotel situation. I would doubt – you'd have to be pretty gross to be grosser than a hotel situation. Like – I'm not not gross. And I don't mean like I'm like pooping on myself and like I've seen yeah. it everywhere. But like I am. We don't know that. I don't. I mean, I don't know when last time I wore this shirt. I don't know. But like I would have to say like germ wise, like disease wise at this moment in my life, I am de- like when everybody got sick. I remember when we started the show in February and yeah. I pulled you aside and I was, I was like, Rudy, my whole family had this like two days ago. And Rudy's like, mm-hmm. why am I so sick? And I was like, <laughs> listen, pretty sure I almost killed Tom Bernard, Gelfan, and the whole Bernard crew. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a daycare thing right now. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's you send your kid. They're like, here, please take care of my kid. And they come home with influenza, COVID, whatever other concoction of. Do you know how many times nastiness. I've had pink eye in the last like year? You can get pink eye as an adult? Three times. Oh, it's yeah. easily. Jeez. Ear infections and pink eye, for some reason, are the most embarrassing thing to have. Like, I don't tell anybody when I have it. Uh, e- ear infections are kind of out of your control, but yeah. the pink eye. Why that- is ear infections embarrassing? It's to- it is embarrassing. No. No, because no, it's like, an ear infection. It happens. Because, right. like, how do you get an ear infection? I, I don't know. It just happens. Like Diving get- at summer camp, but I wasn't wearing ear protect. Like, it's embarrassing. No, you guys should no. be embarrassed of ear Pink eye, that's more embarrassing because people are like, oh, like, what'd you do to get pink eye? Like. Fart on a pillow and lay your head on it? Like, that was what everybody... Yeah. Know. That was the whole joke. That yeah. was... Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. But, like, I I, am a, I'm, I feel like you guys are wrong that ear infections are also no. embarrassing. I it's like a li- dirty hand it, in your ear. Like, you sh- you're disgusting. No, and because if you have an ear infection, you could walk around and nobody would know you had an ear infection unless you told them. You mm-hmm. probably... You can spot pink eye from, like, across the parking lot. Okay, where do we fall on um, styes? Are they embarrassing? No, it, styes are fine. That's where your eye like swells up or no, whatever. No, it's like yeah. like a little red a bump, bump yeah. on your like uh, around your eye or on your yeah, on your eye. I think they're embarrassing. Like that's where my thing is. Yeah. My husband used to get them all the time, and I used to be like weirdly embarrassed by it. I think that's a normal response. Anything that's visually like somebody can see, I think it's just embarrassing. And, and treat it just like you would anything else, like hair color, skin color. If you can't mm. control it. You shouldn't be embarrassed by it. Like, well, like in theory, yeah, that's yeah. the mature thing. To do. Yeah, absolutely. Rudy, yeah, being like a dad of a teenager right now. Well, I, I just I see a lot of comics who have beards and long hair, and I'm like, could you guys get some head and shoulders? Just, oh, you wear black graphic T-shirts all day, and it just looks like somebody dumped a freaking salt shaker on you, idiots. Just wash your beard, wash your hair. Not, I don't, this is not difficult. Uh, what is that, right? Like, there are people that have problems with that, right? Because like. Sometimes in the winter that happens where I'll get, like, I like to call it dry scalp. I won't call it dandruff. That would be too embarrassing for me to say. Sure. But, like, there's something about that. It There must be people that have just straight up issues with that, right? But why are there so many comedians that have that? Yeah. Is it a, like, depressive state of not showering or? It's got to be something. I mean, but if anything, just wear a beige hoodie. Right. Wear something that covers it up. Why the black graphic t-shirt all the time, my man? I, it, uh, I, don't, I, I know. And I go to a lot of rock concerts, and I see a lot of guys that are in their 40s who probably have not had a conversation with a, not only a woman, but a decent human being yeah. over the last probably 10 years. Could you guys just maybe spruce it up a little? I'm not saying bust out the tux or right. get a shirt with buttons to go yeah. see your favorite band. But, you know, like we went to Pearl Jam last night, and I was kind of looking around going... Wow, there's a lot of people here who just look haggard. They just look beat down. Right, like they look like they didn't expect to be leaving the house. Yeah, in it, the, at any point during. Yeah, the day. it's almost like somebody showed up and went, "Whatever you're wearing now, we're going to Pearl Jam." <laughs> yeah, get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car. <laughs> that is a funny yeah. thought. Like, and okay, how was Pearl Jam? Amazing. Did you have so much? Yeah, fun? it's not your first time seeing it. Is first time. Whoa. Yeah, first time. Yep. And I've been. It was funny because I was. Thinking about the first time I heard Pearl Jam, and I was up on Lake Vermilion. A friend of ours lived up there. We went to his place, and his son was like, I have this band. You have to hear it. And we sat down, and we listened to Pearl Jam 10, and it blew my mind. And I, to this day, Backspacer, uh, Backspacer, their album Backspacer came out 
right at the time when I was going through a divorce. Oh, so it was like perfect. So it's, oh my God. When I say divorce, obviously we weren't married, but I just say divorce. But while we were, she, we were engaged and while we were splitting was, up. You guys had a child. Right, back, back yeah. Yeah. Committed as you yeah, yeah. I mean, we lived together. We owned a house together. It was, it was on the dock and it just fell apart. Yeah. And they have a song that is called Just Breathe. Uh, I don't know if you've, have you ever heard it? Is it? Just breathe. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Um, no, no I've never heard it. it. You actually should pull up a little bit for yeah, us. Yeah, so there's a there's a lyric in there, and I've uh, this lyric just gets me every time, and the lyric that they sing is, oh, I'm a lucky man to have on both hands the ones I love. Speaking, I, he only has 10 which people. Which is That's, insanely we, lucky, yeah. right? Like, and then, but that song, I remember I was telling uh, my sister last night that my daughter was going up north, and you know we usually meet in Hinkley, we meet the family, and then my mom drives them up to northern Minnesota. Yeah. And this was like right after we had left our last th- couple's therapy session. And I had my daughter in the back seat, and I was driving up 35, and she was sleeping. My daughter was probably about three or four. And I just listened to "Just Breathe" over and over, just sobbing just all the crying. way, to, all the way to all on my way up to Hinkley, where I'm about to stop off at Toby's and have a delicious cinnamon roll. Oh. Here, so I had to call my mom and go, "Oh, we got it backed up a little bit in traffic, so I could sit in downtown Hinkley and let my eyes dry, so I didn't show up a complete mess." But they were great to watch Mike McCready play the. You guys know the song "Black." Yeah. The whole world, the black tattooed, everything. To watch him play the solo of that last night, it compl- it's probably the best musical moment I've ever seen. And who and did you go with? It was uh, well, there's a there's a concert crew. There's four of us that go. It's my sister, uh, my brother-in-law, myself, and then one of our friends, Liz, who came down from Duluth. Jess and Jen, Rudy, and Liz. Yeah, it was. I've accepted their family. I'm actually <laughs> friends with them now. Okay. <laughs> and was, her husband's name is Justin, so that one's easy to remember. Also, he's super lovely, and so yeah. Yeah, so these guys, they put this song out, and then after uh, it came out, Willie Nelson actually covered it as well. And I don't know, both versions are just incredible. I mean, already. Listen to that. It's beautiful. I got goosebumps. They actually played this. You can go back and... Wait, I think I've heard this before. Maybe, yeah. They played this on Saturday Night Live. No, 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 no. Yes, I understand every life must end. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. I know this song. I think this is on like a bunch of random like. Yeah. It's like sounds like the ending montage of every like rom com. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Oh yeah. Yo, this is definitely the song that I plays when Adam Sandler gets his heart broken. Yeah. And <laughs> but he's gonna make it. Yeah. Like, Walking up that hill. Yeah, the, the problem with Pearl Jam is that they have 600 songs. I know. And they're never going to play the, all of them that you want to hear. And obviously, they didn't play this last night. They didn't, But they played Even Flow, which was great. And they played Black. Yeah. It's so good. I know, right? Oh, man. So, Rudy, cry in front of us. Do oh, it. No. Can't. Okay, fine. Good. But, I... I uh, I bet that was just amazing. Yeah. So they do have another show Saturday. Tickets you can because my buddy Dave had seen that we were down there and I just on a whim bought a ticket, and I, it's all sold out. But I didn't know this. Ticketmaster, good on them. You can't resell tickets on Ticketmaster anymore for more than face value, and it can only be sold on Ticketmaster. And I think that is such a good move. Is that the Taylor Swift thing? It might I be. I think so. It's yeah. got to be because paying like 
5,000, 10,000, whatever to go see Taylor Swift. Like, good for her for being able to well, the re- it's all draw resale. that and like, whatever, yeah. but, like, no. Because I think, the t- I mean, the top tickets, because there were no meet and greets at Taylor Swift era's tour. She didn't do any meet mm-hmm. and greets. I mean, like, if you were, like, a famous person, they would she would sometimes go meet them before or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, you couldn't buy a meet and greet at this concert. So tickets, like, that you saw, like, 8,000, 9,000, those were all resale. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's awesome, Rudy. I'm so glad you got to experience it. That's super fun. Yeah, and I'm, like, glad that... So, like, I feel like my generation, there's no artist that, like, where Rudy's like, oh, I remember the first time I heard Pearl Jam, and it was this, like... Nobody... You remember the first time you heard Ice Spice? Like, there's nobody, like, yeah. that Isn't in this that generation. So like, that's crazy. You just missed out, because we still had... There was no digital. Like, Napster came in right at my tail end mm-hmm. of... I want to say, like... Well, maybe the beginning of my high school experience. So, like, I still remember, like, my fir- my first CD my mom bought was um, uh, um, uh, Wallflowers and uh, Space Jam. Oh, I got sure. a CD player and those two <laughs> CDs from Santa. Um, and I was, played those, it was like, played those yeah. constantly. And I still remember putting it in my white CD player. And, like, it was amazing. And then having all access to your phone, yeah, you don't have, like, those... A, amazing moments or somebody sharing a song or someone right. did people make cds at least um yeah oh yeah i was like being the only black guy in osceola high school like i made all of our like oh, warm-up yeah. cds for and basketball like, right, cool like, because oh, yeah. there was nothing more special like my bff michelle and i would make each other cds and we would write like road trip mix tw- you know 2004, yep. girl, you know it. Like, you'd write some crazy, you know, and it would be like, grab the girl, you know it CD. Yep, and you had, like, the uh, the visor CD holder that held all the, yes. the CDs in your oh, yeah. car. Yep. And they'd fall down, and it would be chaos, get in yep. a car accident. Oh, speaking of car accident, we've got Bob Sansevier up here next on the Tom Bernard Morning Show. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. I am so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I can trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way. They always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need when they need it and at the fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki 
Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. I'm here with Ben Williams, former defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. Ben, you were in peak health playing football when you went into kidney failure and needed a transplant. An organ donor saved your life. What do you want people to know? That's right, Tom. I found out my life was going to have two paths. I either hooked up to a dialysis machine five days a week, four hours a day for the rest of my life, or receive a kidney transplant. I actually started to lose hope. When I was about to start dialysis, I received a call. My perfect match for a kidney was available. A stranger checked the donor box on their driver's license and saved my life. I actually felt 18 again. Now I want to pay it forward by encouraging others to register. I learned from LifeSource that men register at rates much lower than women. We need more men to check the box at the DMV. When you pass away, that small decision and act can help someone like me. There are 2,300 people in Minnesota like Ben right now waiting for a life-saving transplant. Make your game plan to be a hero. To learn more, visit life-source.org. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, baby. Uh, Tom is in North Carolina, Edina. We're not really sure. Hopefully, he'll be back. He'll be back next week, so don't worry. If you hate the show... Week after. Yeah. yeah. The I'm week sorry. after. Yeah, I forgot we're week. already not in yeah. next... Well, two weeks from no, Monday. One, one week, week from Monday. Monday. You know what? Tom Bernard will be back. Bob Sansevier Sports, brought to you by <laughs> Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work? Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials, go to B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom and Brittany sent you. Hey, Bob, how the heck are you? Oh, I'm just lovely. You know, I was listening, when you were talking about all the, these, uh, the concert, you see Pearl Jam. And by the way, Rudy. Uh, you're ripping these comics. Nice black graphic tee that you have on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But I, I I'll, but I also shower and take care of my hair and my dandruff. So <laughs> there's a big well, difference. Everyone, everyone watching is squinting to look for little white specks. I think yeah. I see a few from here. I'll confirm or deny. I would have to say that Rudy is nor- on a normal basis showering. This is spoken like a true man who has bad dandruff, Bob Sansevier. Oh, oh whoa! Don't. Shots fired. Bob, do you have to, I don't think you do. You don't, no. You don't seem like a dandruff guy. No, I, I actually, I do, I did have dandruff when I was younger, and I said, ugh. So I started using, I did use head and shoulders as a kid, but I haven't had an dandruff problem oh. since. And the problem was, see, when you're an Italian, you, you get a lot of grease in your hair. Yeah. You don't get dandruff when you're greasy. Yeah. Haired. 
Um, my hair gets greasy. No, after I had GoGo and it was like the winter after, I had like it was crazy. I like, had to buy like products for it because it was like you, your whole, I guess, like everything dries up for a while. Mm -hmm. And so it was like wild. I'd be living my life and I'd be writing something and one would drop down and I'd want to like throw myself down a cliff. So like I relate. I, under, I am the plight. But it could have been eczema or psoriasis that was coming down. Well, on, I refused to ever call it dandruff, so I'd always call it dry scalp, dry skin, because it yeah. sounds so less. Well, then, well was, now this it's flakes, right? I will they not call it flakes. <laughs> flakes. I will not have it. So, like, I get it. I get it's terrible. It sucks, and especially you got dark hair. It's a terrible yeah. situation. Well, well it sucks is because when you've been on a plane. And, you know, the person sits down in front of you, and if you look over, some uh. of them have chunks. They're not even flakes. Oh. But you can't pick at it, because if you do, it makes everything worse, and you have dark hair. So, like, I... Hey, if it's a long flight, you're going to sit behind him and pick at it. Oh. Uh, like, like the monkeys that, like, eat the bugs out of somebody. Uh, that'll be extra. Uh. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the other thing, okay, because you were talking about Pearl Jam. I actually was going through the mental list. In my life... I have gone to a total of four concerts. Really? And one of them may not even be considered that because of what the co first sort of concert I ever went to. I went to see Steve Martin at the Garden State Art Center, which mm -hmm. was an amphitheater. He opened for Andy Williams, if any of you know who he yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. What an odd... I was a lot of blue hairs. Yeah. Me and my friends who were in high school still. This was like in the way back in the 70s. And he had not yet hit it big. Um, you know, Steve Martin, mm -hmm. that was that one. And I saw America at the art center. Remember yeah. them? Yeah, America. Sure. You, you never hear like muskrat love on the radio or sister golden hair or yep. a horse with no name. Now, Tevin, are you familiar with any of those songs? Or Everything America? you just said might as well have been in a foreign language. I have no idea. I remember a horse with a whatever name. Yeah. Maybe. Horse with no name. Yeah. It actually wasn't bad. No. The stuff they did. Uh, I remember how excited you were when Sam bought you Frankie Valley tickets. I think you've seen him oh, a couple times. I did times. see Frankie Valley. We went for several <laughs> songs at the State Fair. Did you so go see him I twice, really or did you only see him once? No, just the one time I went. And I, I didn't care if he was lip syncing or not, because there cares? was you know, a lot of people think that he did. But the other that made five, yeah. because I forgot about that. The other one was I did see the Rolling Stones in uh, Minnesota and Springsteen. And what I remember about seeing Springsteen was Prince sitting in the, and he was like in a VIP section, but he stared the entire time at Springsteen and never reacted other than, it's like I was thinking, is he watching him and saying, oh my God, this guy's good. You know, it's like a rivalry thing or what it was. Maybe he was just so engrossed in watching another artist. Maybe like he knows that there'll be judgment calls on whatever he yeah, does. Yeah. So he just like goes, this is the most respectful thing to do is just stare at the artist. Mm-hmm. It could be. I don't know. But I, I mean, I, I never liked concerts because honestly, there's never a good seat unless you're right up front. Yeah, that blows my mind because we worked at a classic rock station and I went to a bajillion concerts. And the fact that you only went to five your whole I life. I don't care. I no, know, I but like I, when I was at promotions, I mean, I shouldn't well, say had, had to, to, but I, I enjoyed going. It was super fun, but there were some I didn't want to. Was it for the artist or for the social aspect of it more? It depends on the band. Like, I had a yeah. blast at the Eagles and Journey, and, um, you know, there were some ones that I just love. Like, when we were at Myth, or what's the um, one? There's, there's, there are 
situations where you go, I can't believe we get to be this close to yeah. this much mm-hmm. talent. But I'll be honest, like some of those bands that I wasn't obsessed with, after like two or three songs, I'm like, can I go sit somewhere? I just yeah. need to sit. Which was there like a big name band that you were like, I know everybody thinks you guys are awesome, but I need to get out of here. Well, I'll be honest, because like Journey played at um, um, what's the big uh, festival up north? Uh, oh, Moon, Moon Dance? Dance Jam. And at some point, because it was that the guy that they'd gotten from that karaoke contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at some point, I was like, I've heard enough live journey like yeah. this version mm-hmm. so it's like i definitely at first was like oh, he sounds just like him and then it's like but it's still not enough to sure. keep me here yeah. yeah yeah um yeah it's funny that you talk about like those four concerts because i know people that talk about being huge music buffs but they've only been to you know six concerts whatever it is yeah and i'm like but at least bob you got a uh, a good list. The yeah. Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. Springsteen. Yeah. At least you've seen like some heavy Steve. hitters. Yeah. yeah. Andy Williams. Andy America. Williams, America. Yeah. Some heavy hitters. But I don't know. Like, I was thinking about this last night with my daughter about going to see Taylor Swift. Because you are right. I, I sat fourth row at Coldplay. And it was the best night of my life. Yeah, it, it really was. I wasn't even a Coldplay fan. I just got fourth row tickets from the from a station, and I took our friend Allie. Her and I went. Oh, I bet it was amazing. It was amazing. And then after that, I thought, well, any other seat in the house is never going to uh, compare to this. And I was thinking about my daughter last night. It was a thousand dollars for her to go see Taylor Swift, and I was thinking about all the bands that I love, and I don't think most of the bands that I really, really love would equal $1,000 that I paid to go see. Like, most of the bands I like, you could see for $1,000, you could see them a 1,000 times. Like, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Well, and then you got them on resale. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't Taylor Swift saying... No, no, no. I was going to say, because I, I, her and I, you're, you, and your, you and your daughter, because I went and saw Kinley one, uh, and your sister... They were the exact same seats with us, opposite side. And full disclosure, we got ours for three hundred. Oh yeah, no. so that's a three hundred, but which is still very expensive Absolutely. for a concert. So yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to dismiss it, but like, I agree that like at the, but like it was definitely for your daughter worth it. Oh yeah, I mean I'm, she. Oh yeah. yeah, no, yeah. My daughter's my daughter's favorite act sells sixty dollars socks. You know, <laughs> my my favorite acts have day jobs. It's a huge difference compared Isn't that to. True? Oh, it's so insane. Yeah. All right, Rudy. Let, let me ask you: If you offer your daughter, now, honey, you can go to see Taylor Swift for a thousand, or I'll give you a thousand. Which would she choose? Oh, she would take Taylor. T- Swift. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor oh. Swift. I've met her. She's just she's on her water bottle. Yes. She has le- the stickers all over. Um, I got in the car. She got in the car the other day, and I ha- just happened to have like a '90s playlist on, and it was playing some Taylor Swift, and. She got in and looked at me and said, "Is this Taylor's version?" Bird, that's like that's the oh my most gosh. appropriate question yeah. to ask. I was like, I, "I don't know." She grabs my phone, looks at Spotify. Mm. It's not Taylor's what? version. Oh no! Oh, she's oh skip past it. You do not listen to anything else but Taylor's version in this car. Thank you. Yeah. Oh so, my God, Kinley is my favorite human. So did you help her make like friendship bracelets then before oh. the concert? How many did you have to? Th- needle through uh, whatever beads and my, stuff. I can't tell you how many goddamn beads my barefoot stepped on over six months before that concert. I went to a trivia night with Rudy's sister and Kinley, and mm. she brought the beads there at a bar, and that's when I started realizing she has inspired me. So then I went to a live broadcast for my talk. I brought my beads and yeah. sat there. I was like, it was... And I told you, did I tell you what happened to mine? I made no. 50 bracelets, like 
for a grown adult who That's like has a, things going on, and I can only do it during nap time because Gogo would eat these beads. I made mm -hmm. fifty friendship bracelets. And you're embarrassed what, about oh. ear infections. But you're, <laughs> you're no, here's what's even more mortifying. Bob, listen to this. So I go well, to what, the concert. What, you got to explain the bead oh, thing. For, sorry, is that a big Taylor Swift thing? Yeah. So Taylor Swift, you make these uh, bracelets. Uh, these little, they're just like the stretchy elastic. Yeah, I know what the yeah. yeah friendship bracelets, and you just you make lyrics, you make uh, inside jokes, all this stuff, and then you trade them at the concert with all these other Taylor Swift fans. So you have these like you know, keepsakes from the concert. And it's super fun, very social. A lot of times it's with like little kids. I had a blast right. where they'd look at my outfit. They're like, I want to give you this one. And you know, I'm like obsessed with kids. So I'm like, cool. So I make 50 bracelets and it was, I'm not a crafty. You'll never see a craft at my house. I don't have a Pinterest board anywhere. Um, this is not my thing, but I was like, I'm determined. So I make 50 in this giant bag. I'm so excited. I'm bringing them to the concert. We get on the bus where me and my friend Devin are talking to everyone on the bus. There, people on the bus are excited for us to go to the Taylor Swift concert. I leave all 50 bracelets on the bus. Ugh. All 50 bracelets I made because I wasn't wearing one of them because I was all for trading. That's, that's terrible. Th that's I the have most, no words. That's the most Britney thing I think I've ever <laughs> heard. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, uh, Sam is probably right in that age where, like, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were right up her alley. Did you ever take her to any of those concerts she, or no, drop her off? See, or? Again, she went to some concerts with her mom. I'm just not – here's the problem that I, I think I have. When I get too close to the big, giant speakers, my whole innards vibrate, and it's disjointed. Yeah. But I mean, it really bothers me. You also are over it. Because Bob's the type that actually thinks the Super Bowl is the most annoying thing to go to. Okay, so yeah, you're not yeah, a fan I mean, of crowds I, I'm a believer, to begin when with. When you're saying 1000 bucks, I would buy it on a big screen TV and watch videos of Taylor Swift with my oh, daughter. Oh, Bob. Oh, we bought tickets to go watch the concert that my daughter already saw in October. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're making $28. $28 to go see the concert on an AMC screen that she has already seen. Oh, yeah. No, I forked out dollars for that. I'm telling you, Bob, it's going up to 9% of my income that Taylor Swift has taken this Same. year. It is unbelievable. Wow. Um, yeah, Bob told me he's like the most boring game you can go to is the Super Bowl. He's it is. I mean, it's 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 just uh, for Whoa. people. When they had it, they had it twice in Minnesota, and I got a how can you get me tickets? Well, no, I'm not going to get you tickets. Take that money and go buy a big screen TV. You'll have it year round. Yeah. Don't waste your money because they're in, in the in U.S. Bank Stadium. Actually, watching a game in uh, you know in the Metrodome was better than U.S. Bank Stadium, because wow. you have seats where there are little dots on the field and you have to watch the big screen TV. Bob, so I've just sat, watch it on TV. I've sat in the last row at U.S. Bank Stadium, and you could still see just fine. And do you, are you saying, no, like, you Super Bowl in general, or what if, like, the Vikings made it to the Super Bowl? Are you saying still watching your favorite team during the Super Bowl is boring? Yeah, well, it's to me, okay, I had I was in the press box. And people, oh, the press box. This, the seats are in the end zone. And you are not in the highest level. You're up there. But once they cross midfield, I watched whatever play happened on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Because they really were just dots on the field. Sure. The best way it's football is a television sport. No question. Uh, it's the best way to watch it. Speaking of Super Bowl tickets, I don't know if I've told you guys this story about how the woman that is like an acquaintance of ours ended up losing out like on thousands of dollars on Super Bowl tickets because of one misunderstanding. I don't think I've told you guys no. this story. So there was a, a, a friend of a friend, and one day her mom had called her and said, you're never going to believe it. I was at the casino, and my name got pulled out of this drawing, and I won, the, I, I won an opportunity to buy Super Bowl tickets, $2,000 each. 
And the woman goes, oh, my gosh. She goes, do you want them? I can buy four. And my, you know, our acquaintance says, yes, absolutely. $8,000? Yes, please. It's worth it. Four Super Bowl tickets? For sure. So the mom says, give me your credit card number. Gives her the credit card number. Gives it to, you know, the casino. And it was all legit, yeah. right? So she sees the charge on her credit card. It goes. Uh, this was, I think, week 15 or 16 of the NFL. And there was the year that Minnesota was hosting the Super Bowl. Okay. So... You know, uh, the first round of the playoffs happened. The second round gets to the NFC Championship game. Now we have our Super Bowl teams. The woman says, well, I better call the casino and get my Super Bowl tickets. So she calls up the casino and says, hey, looking for my Super Bowl tickets. They say, we don't have any Super Bowl tickets. She says, what are you talking about? Like, I paid $8,000 for four Super Bowl tickets. They looked. Her mom, because her mom is not an NFL fan, when they said you can win, you can have tickets to the first round of the playoffs. (gasps) In, you know, it was actually the game with the uh, Minnesota Miracle. Oh. You could sit in like the casino's box on the ground on the on the the field and for two thousand dollars. So she never picked up her tickets because she thought she had Super Bowl tickets. So imagine, and she called her mom and she was like, "You told us it was the Super Bowl." She's like, "I don't know the difference. It's oh. it's, it's a game. I just thought it was the Super Bowl." Eight thousand dollars, and they wouldn't refund the money. And you missed. Probably the most iconic game yeah. in Minnesota Vikings and, history. Yeah, and the thing is, like that casino's like box, you know, VIP box is right in that that corner of the end zone where Stefan Diggs ran in and threw his helmet. They would have been sitting right there, eight thousand dollars down. Never got to the Super Bowl. Never saw it. Could you imagine? Oh, oh I would be, be sick. You'd be sick I to your stomach. Be devastated. Yes. If that, w- I would not talk to my mother ever again. <laughs> For eight thousand bucks, you could put a big screen TV in every room. See, in that every house. room in that you could put four of them up on a wall. Hey, I remember uh. back in 2017, my daughter Sienna, she would have been like eight, and they were actually selling people. If people wanted like advanced, well, before they played in Philadelphia, you could re- try to reserve because every home team gets an allotment of Super Bowl tickets. Her phone number was one number off the Vikings. Ticket oh, office. No. She actually, WCCO had her in to interview her. Yeah, I remember she that. Got, yeah, she, maybe she got thousands of calls from idiots who couldn't dial the number right. <laughs> she should have started so, taking their cards. I was going to say, they're lucky that they called like a responsible yeah. adult because, yeah, some people would have been like, yeah, just she give me your credit card information. Sure, I'll give you tickets. Sure. <laughs> you eight, want little eight, eight year old. Yeah. Where do you want to sit? Okay. <laughs> I will say now, Sienna on the phone. Now, Brittany, you've met her, obviously. Yeah, I love that and girl. Sam, I at times cannot tell her and Sam apart on the phone. And I told Sienna, you gotta talk to your sister about starting to do radio. Because it's fill, the same voice. Yeah, at least fill in for her right. on days she can't go, because she's a big old star now, Sam. So but anyway, hey, we I'll give you a couple of sports items. Yeah, give us before we uh you know, we go there. Uh the Gophers. Woohoo, they won. They beat uh they beat Nebraska. I'm so excited. Thirteen ten. Right. Do we have a parade now? I just can't, you know. I don't know anyone that was that was all excited about the go. There were people, I'm sure, but you didn't hear much about it coming up. But yeah, they won 13-10 over a bad Nebraska team. TJ Hawkinson, he signed what is being described as the best and biggest contract for a tight end, which means, I mean, up to 600 or 80 68.5 million is what he's going to get an annual of uh, a little over 17 million. And that means that the Vikings certainly will be paying Justin Jefferson. Jefferson has to feel better about it. They're just not in a rush because they don't have to pay him right mm-hmm. now. And then the Twins, you know, they they play. Uh, they'll play tonight. They go to Texas. But why do you, you lose two or three in Cleveland? Come on. Yeah. I mean, now it's five. 
they should still run away with it. But they could have buried Cleveland for the good. But they just – you just can't count on this team. Yeah. Well, Not I, like you can count on you guys. I've been watching <laughs> uh, every man in the studio come in and out, cry about the Twins all season long. Like, I don't know why we guys are putting any faith in this team at all. There's no reason to why waste yeah. your energy on this bunch. Are you in alliance with Judd and Tom that Rocco has to go? He's an Italian. He stays. <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem, I mean, it, Rocco, it, Rocco does need to let his starters, when they're pitching well, go longer and deeper. But I think he's taking orders from the front office. They're all into analytics. They uh-huh. overdo yeah. it with analytics. How about a manager who just goes with his gut? Think of some of the great, the greatest managers of all time managed with their gut on what they felt was the right thing to do, not what the the page told them to do. That's my problem with mm-hmm. Rocco and a lot of these managers today. But I, I mean, I Molitor would have been fine if they'd stuck with him. I think the team would be fine. And how long has Rocco been in here? Jesus, like six years. Is it, okay. is it that much? Is it that long? It doesn't now? feel that long, which mm-hmm. is funny because I feel like, it, it was like three years in when I was hearing people saying he's got to go, he's got to go. Yeah, well, because he was here before they had like the new regime change, and so they kind of restarted his clock a little bit. Where they're like, that hey, let's sense. see if we can make it. Work no, Rocco, right? I think was hired by. Was the he hired? Or he was hired yeah, he by was. them? Okay. Oh yeah, he. Uh, I'm just trying to take a quick look to see when he did actually start with uh, with your Minnesota Twins. Hasn't Rocco? He started actually. No, it's his fifth year. He started year. in 2019. Was his first year. And how long do they have contracts usually? Then are they a year to well, year? They're always, they no, they always no. They always usually renew with a year or so. Okay. He's, I don't. He's he's in no danger of uh, you know his contract and running out and not being kept. They have to decide. I mean, if they bring somebody else, and what what will be different? I don't know that anything would. I mean, no manager is going to make a difference with Byron Buxton. You could do whatever whatever you want to do to try to keep the guy healthy, but he's going to run into walls. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, I think last week, put a shock collar on him when he gets near the warning track and take him down. He'll probably hurt his knee going to the ground. Hasn't Rocco ever seen Lou Brown from Major League? He's got to get like one of those cardboard cutouts or one of the pole ads in a skimpy dress. Yeah. And then every time they win, they take a little piece off. That's how you win. That's how you win. <laughs> You got to keep the guy motivation. Lou Brown, what a great voice! Ah, a gravelly voice. I know. Great character actor. Oh, so yeah. The guy's name was uh, James Gammon. James Gammon, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I think that's right. My whole basis for baseball knowledge is built on that movie, Angels in the Outfield. Oh yeah. And then Bull Durham. Well, I didn't see Bull Durham, oh. but what's the what? one? What? What's the one with the Field of Dreams? No, I was gonna say the one with the kid where he messes up his arm and oh. he has like a heater. So, yes, so yes. Uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the uh, year. Real quick, he is gonna be on with us Tuesday Shut of next week. Guys, you guys can stay home. I'll take care. Me and Brittany right. yeah, interview. Yeah, and, oh. he and his heaters. mom and his mom, the last pitch of the game, just like mouths to my underhand, Hand. and yeah. he just underhand. Yeah. Oh, that was such yep. a pitcher's got a big butt. <laughs> yeah. oh. How did you never see Bull Durham? I never saw oh, Bull Durham. Yeah, you guys, nope. I grew up with a dad. You see Field of Dreams. Yeah, I saw Field of Dreams. I saw that one. Mm-hmm. Let's step outside, you Nazi down. cow. Yeah. That's the line that she says, and mm-hmm. she says that in Field of Dreams, and it's like amazing. So yeah, I used to quote that when I went to school, which wasn't great. Bull Durham is worth a watch. Okay, absolutely, thousand percent. You'll love it. Tim right. Robbins is 
lights out in it, yeah. I mean, it's rare. I don't love, it's funny because like how much I pretend to avoid sports. I love sports docs. I love sports movies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they, they hit the heartstrings hard and you know me, I love crying. Especially when it's like a sports documentary about an obscure sport. Oh. Because you're like, oh my gosh, like this is real. Like there's no way that. We watched a chicken documentary on like competitive, like not fighting, but like for showing. Like, you know, the ones at the state fair, Mm -hmm. like it was a whole show around that enthralled. I was enthralled. Yeah. But if you want a good sports documentary, there's the Bishop Sycamore High School, the fake high school. You have to watch that. It's on HBO Max, I believe. But yeah, it's Hmm. this con man that creates a fake school that's connected to a uh, Christian high school. Yeah. And they, he says they have a bunch of money. He's making these kids, poor kids stay in hotels. He targeted a bunch of inner city. It's crazy. He, but they lasted three years. Not one kid graduated. They ended up getting on ESPN and playing like the top high school in the country. IMG Academy got beat 60 to zero. (gasps) They were all, they were all over the age of like 19. So I shouldn't even been in high school to begin with. It was, yeah, it's a whole mess. And he's like still to this day trying to get the school back up and running. (laughs) This is terrible. Yeah. It's, it's 10 out of 10. Hmm. Any recommendations, Bob? Pride of the Yankees, greatest mm-hmm. baseball move ever. Right. About Lou Gehrig and Gary Cooper. It's an older one, but it is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Speaking of the Yankees, did you see 61? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's good. terrific, too. Yeah, that's right. a very good movie. Yeah, 61's great. We're in town this weekend, so I'm writing all this mm-hmm. down. Bull Durham, 61. What was the one you said, Bob? Pride of the uh, Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. I'm and right. you will love, by the way, Nuke Lelouch. Nuke oh, Lelouch. what a name. That is so That's good. a hockey name there. Well, that's that is uh, that is the character Tim Robbins played in Bull Durham. Oh, that's right. Was, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah that was Luke. I, I forgot about that. Ebby Calvin Nuke Lelouch. That's right. He went by Nuke. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bob, another outstanding report. Okay, that's condescending as hell. But anyway, <laughs> uh, hey, right. sell any of those horses? Uh, millions of them. We got. Hey, we have plenty of horses available. I saw your post. Uh, ponies and horses because we've. I, as I say, we have uh, we have a lot of hooves on the farm. We'd like to have a few fewer uh, without chopping any off. I will take two for the cul-de-sac. Thank you. Are these like oh. race horses? Or are they? They're all just sorts. We have those two. Yeah, we have some retired race Bob horses. Like- no, we have a lot of minis, ponies, full size. And uh, by the way, I I just wanted to say too, my son Shane spent the last several days at St. Cloud Hospital. Phenomenal the way what the job that what's, they do. And how, what's why Shane there? He needed, uh, I have, uh, this is the third family or clavicle in the family that needed some repair. Sam had both clavicles that were broken, and Shane's actually, his was displaced inward, and it was bad because he, uh, uh, I mean, it was not, it was up against or in danger of hitting an artery. Oh, God. And the surgeon did a great job with it, so. Well, uh, clavicles is the most, uh, that's the bone that breaks most often on kids. So is that usually something that's like weak when they're born? Like, do you guys well, have what that? happens though, no, it's, it wasn't weak. It's just the way, you know, the way he got hit. Okay. Um, but he's strong. most of them, they crack. His was actually shut. The, the surgeon who's been doing this for years says it's only the second time he has seen an injury of that type. Oh. Where he actually, he had to go in and pull the clavicle back where it belongs. If you looked at his, um. Like on his left side, you can see the clavicle. On his right side, there was nothing <gasps> when this happened. You oh, couldn't see well. So, but they did a phenomenal job. That's I had, uh, you know, I had never had anyone at 
St. Cloud Hospital because he went to Buffalo originally. They sent him there. They do a great job. It's a terrific staff there. That's and, like, what's the recovery j- like for Shane? Uh, it's going to be he doesn't uh, he doesn't he thinks he'll be back in a few weeks. It's going to be like three months. And how, how old is your recovery. son? 17. 17. OK. All right. Well, so he won't be doing uh, he won't be shooting trap for a while. Oh, man. Well, yeah. We'll and all he's doing is sitting in a eat because you really can't. You know, you, we don't have one of those hospital beds. So he's going to do what Sam did. Sit in a uh, recliner and bitch. Bitch, bitch. Oh, wow. It's almost like he's related to somebody I know. Yeah. All right. Sending Shane all the love. But he's doing great. No, he's, but he, I mean, he is going to, he'll be fine. It's just going to take a little time. If I let him watch as much TV, obviously, as he wants. And then, oh, yeah. We were, what did we watch last? Oh, we watched uh, Ted, which I have not seen Ted all the way through in years. It is hilarious. The it's movie, good. yeah. The, yeah I was, good. At first, I thought they were gonna say Ted Lasso, but yeah, the Ted, no, no, the, the Teddy Bear one. I forgot. Yeah. And then we watched Big George Foreman. Okay. That uh, the movie that came out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. Yeah, he'll he'll be able to go through the whole catalog of uh, Netflix and Prime and HBO and all of them. All right, you kids have a great day. Bye bye. Kevin, always good seeing you there because we're never on together. No, it's, it's good been to a while. See you. It's yeah. good to hear yeah, your man. voice again. Yeah, Bob, you want to come on on Tuesday? Uh, sure, because Monday is a holiday. Monday's a holiday. You're not working Monday. Yeah, so no you want to do Tuesday? Is that good? Yeah, if you if you get the same time. Absolutely, yeah. Let's do it. If I get a vote, do I? Uh, no. no. <laughs> All right, love you, Bob. Bye. <laughs> right. We'll be back with Kristen Bird and the Tom Bernard Show. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Tom Bernard for Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965, and their name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors, but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. True story. The very best brands live at Niemeyer. Like the latest from Rockwood by Forest River. Number one in their class, whether you want a tent trailer, expandable, travel trailer, or a fifth wheel, Niemeyer Trailer Sales has it all. Plus, they deliver on the forgotten art of customer service with personable employees, often sons and daughters of the third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time. Come explore their huge selection and consult with RV service pros. You will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. The Niemeyer family welcomes you to visit both of their locations in Albertville and Elko New Market before your next vacation. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. I'm sure glad the miserable heat dome is now behind us. I'll tell you that. 
Fall may be just the best part of summer. Along with the cooler, shorter fall days, it's one of the best times in Minnesota for landscape plantings. ProTurf did my landscape this spring. Rick had some great ideas for my yard, and they can do the same for yours. A good fall-established planting is much more likely to survive a summer drought the following year. A ProTurf certified landscape designer can help you design a landscape that not only looks nice, but will also increase the value of your home. Fall is not only a great time to plant, but also a great time for hardscape patios, walkways, and retaining walls. ProTurf is a Minnesota original, family-owned business since 1982. If the weeds in your lawn are out of control, fall is the best time to get a head start for next year. Let them put together a three- to five-step program that is safe, effective, and guarantees results. If you want the best landscape on the block, ProTurf is ready to give you your free landscape or lawn estimate and analysis. Visit ProfessionalTurf.com and click Estimates for lawn care landscaping or schedule an irrigation service visit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, baby. Uh, Kristen Burt, how the heck are you? Doing great. I'm so excited. Long weekend. Yeah. Are you guys doing anything fun plan? I am resting and relaxing because I had the craziest, busiest week. I was in San Diego for a few days, so I'm ready to just chill. Same. I was just talking uh, to Tevin and Rudy about that. I was like, they, uh, Tevin was talking about going to the fair on Sunday and Rudy's going up to the cabin. And I was like, I just need to, like, clean my fridge. Like, I have feel like the chaos, and I've got a chaotic week next week, too. I was like, I just need a break and reset yeah i think that's a sign of like becoming an adult where you're like oh it's a long weekend i'm just going to not leave my house for an extra two days that's the game i love that being horizontal on my couch is actually like a plan i know like i just want to get some things done and i don't even know if i will but like the pantry's a mess my i got laundry to fold i just have like a lot of things to do which is so more because it's probably like 90 degrees here too that's hot. Yeah, we're going to be in the 70s, believe it or not, in California. So we have got the opposite weather. That is weird. We, uh, yeah, we've had a really weird year. We're normally in the hundreds right around this time of year, and it has not happened. So I'm assuming that we will have a sweaty Christmas at the rate we're going. Sweaty Christmas. That just sounds terrible. Like, that's just well, not the vibe. No. It's gotten to the point where uh, you always know Halloween is hot now and your pumpkins just kind of like shrivel Shrivel, and they mold like you can't keep them that long. So you have to get them like three days before Halloween, like throw them out there and then, you know, they're dead by like November 2nd. Uh, Hot take on pumpkins. My mom used to have us paint them, not carve them. And it was Uh, that's a big trend now. Actually, it's super fun because like it's not like a kid, a kid. You always do like one stab and then you walk away and hope an adult takes it over. Yeah. But painting it was super fun. Yeah, yeah no. I've seen a lot of people do it now. and the, Or they paint them white, and then they put faces on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, like, ones, too, yeah, that you, yeah, uh, it's, like, um, 
one of those potato, uh, what are they called? Potato heads, where you have like the little stabbies that you can just put in there to make a face. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Oh, you, you must have lived in a nice neighborhood because if we put out an actual pumpkin that was not hollowed out, that would have become we- that would be weaponized. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, somebody would have thrown that through a semi window immediately. Um, I lived in a neighborhood where they would call the cops if you like stole a pumpkin or threw a pumpkin, and it would wind up in our town paper, like <laughs> Five Cheyenne yeah. Circle, like pumpkins stolen. That type of neighborhood. Oh yeah, Halloween night, somebody threw a pumpkin through my front window. Like through it, through like, wait geez. your window. Do you live in now? No, no, no. Uh, this is my first house that oh, I lived right. in Richfield. And when I say window, excuse me, through the front door, but it was one of those storm doors that was a oh, giant okay. pane of glass. <gasps> yep. Some we were just, my, my my fiance was laying on the couch. We had just put my daughter down. We got back oh. from trick or treating. I went and go to go lay down and watch some TV. I had to get up in the next morning to go do the show. And it sounded like a bomb went off when that pumpkin hit my front door. And, of course, I, I run outside. It is deathly quiet. There is nobody to be found. Oh. And I'm thinking. Was that their intent, you think, to break to br- it? No, no, no. I bet they just thought, we're going to smash this pumpkin. And Absolutely. then it probably scared yeah. the hell out of I them. I was going to say, yeah. like, as a teen who did, like, things that were kind of naughty like that, that would have been, like, the we they talked about for years and how terrified they were. Yeah. You sound like such a rebel, kind of naughty. I know. Yeah. We yeah. ding-dong ditched the- like a champ well, until I got chased. Was it your own pumpkin that they threw? Yeah. Okay. So they took it off. Oh. They, they took it off the deck and then threw it through the... But then also, talk about your first realization into adulthood, because I was... I don't know, 29 when this happened. So, of course, the immediately, I'm rip shit mad about it. And mm. I called Richfield High School and was like, <laughs> if there is anybody talking about throwing a pumpkin, and the, literally the principal w- was basically... he. It was, it was like condescending, but also not... He, he understood where I was coming from. Yeah, but, but right. at the same time, he said... Do you understand how much we deal with at this school? Do you really think we're going to trace down your pumpkin thrower? We got, we're got we dealing with kids who bring guns to school. You really, who really? gives a shit, dude? That is such a hard realization that, like, I had I had my house broken into twice when I lived um, right over on the east side of Lake Nokomis. Sure. Mm-hmm. Once while I was in it. But, like, the, <gasps> one, for, the time that they broke in while I wasn't there, they got two laptops and an Xbox. And I called the police because I went there. My door was broken into, so you call the police, you know, and they did the walkthrough. And I was, like, had the idea that they were going to get these things back. Oh, yeah. Right. I was so disil- – like, I had such a disillusion of what – because this was, like, the first, like – Thing that I go, yeah, of course, the police will, you know, they, I have, you know, the numbers on things right. and whatever. They're like, well, oh, CSI. yeah. We're never getting these things no, back. Well, <laughs> like, when I, so I used to live by the footbridge in Augs, like next to the Augsburg campus. Oh, yeah. And I got robbed at gunpoint one day. And <gasps> oh, oh. so they took my phone, wallet, and like, they tried to get my car keys, but I didn't have them on me at the time. But anyway, so call the police. Yeah. I'm like, same thing that you're yeah. the most upset I was was I, there was a Cinnabon gift card in my uh, wallet. I was like, I yeah. need that back because there's still twenty dollars on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I remember like talking to the police. I was like, they're not gonna catch these guys. Like these kids took off. And so they took turned my phone on, and so I was able to track my phone to this like center over by kind of like the crack stacks area. And so I called up my friends and I was like, hey guys, do you no. want to help me go get my stuff no. back? And so we somebody needs to be an adult in this situation and say no. I, I mean, we were like 23 years old. No, I old. know. Like, As I said what I said. So so we go over, like me and a couple of my huge friends that like to fight. Yeah. And so we go over. We, I remember we 
they had busted my car window and I see the kid still wearing the same hoodie <gasps> walking down the street. So we parked the car, immediately get out. Keep and in I'm, mind, this person had a gun. Yeah, we didn't think about that at the time. We just wow. were like, we're just going to yeah. get Tevin's stuff back. And so anyway, we're like we're walking up to the street and he sees us and he takes off across the street. I remember I run out in the middle of traffic, tackle him. My much bigger friend than me puts him in a headlock and like picks him up and we drag him to the side of the road and we're just trying to get my stuff back. Yeah. And all of a sudden we look up and the entire street is filled with like all of like the Somalians that live in like the crack stacks. And I for sure, like you start doing the calculation, like, oh, yeah, I have to take like 15. He has to take like 15. We're probably going to die. This story is I literally want to call your mom and say you this. You should be dead. Probably. But we like but nothing happened. Like the police ended up showing up. And because technically we attacked him, they technically. were <laughs> but no, I, I remember I got my wallet back because and he was like, phone? I threw it in the garbage can over here. So he, they went, got the car thing, my wallet back. They were going up to get my phone, but the police showed up. And so then the kid was like, well, I don't want to now hand this over. And you know, I yeah. stole it. So we ended up getting told we were going to get arrested if we didn't leave him alone. And we left. Did, was your Cinnabon coupon? Cinnabon set? card was still in oh. there. Yep. Oh, what if you got so, to Cinnabon and they're like, oh, this expired yesterday. Or, oh, or he used it I all. I was just yeah. going to say, used it all, put it back in there and was like, yeah. $20 of Cinnabon. Uh, You're like, why does your breath smell like Cinnabon? Yeah. Yep, that, oh, that would have been I can see that glaze in your teeth. <laughs> After I knock him out. Heaven, this is a, this was all a terrible idea. Like if I found out Gogo did something this stupid with somebody who held them at gunpoint over like what? Well, how much could your wallet actually? Oh, there was cost? like I think there was like twenty bucks no, in there. No, like, but like it wasn't, even like the oh, the physical wallet was yeah. probably like I probably got it like Kohl's or something. I was a broke like college kid <laughs> yeah. at the time, and it's even the like. I remember when they the were principal. holding me, at, like when they had the gun pointed at me, and the kid in the back is like, just shoot him, just shoot him. I'm like, no, 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 like just take my stuff. Yeah. And I remember they ran half a block down and turned behind my building, and I like chased after them to see if I could see like the direction they're going because I was, I'm gonna get my stuff back. Now, now, w would that be your reaction? Absolutely no. not. No, okay, no. good. We just had to have a talk. Quick. No. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'll, if I'm in that situation I, again, I'll let That's you my know. biggest fear is that my adrenaline will kick in if somebody, whatever, and I will try to take a gun out of someone's hand. Yeah. Well, and it didn't help that, like, the two kids were very small. Yeah. And so I was like, you were, if I'm I get close enough to fight them without getting shot, I can fight them. Okay. Well, but if you wrote this in a movie, nobody would believe it. No one would say, like, that would never happen. Well, here's, the, yeah, because here's the thing that I was, as I was listening to it, I can tell you're not bullshitting because of specifics. That's all, because you're talking about yeah. the Cinnabon, you're talking about what the kid was wearing, you were talking about, you know, exactly where you were, because a lot of times people, when they tell bullshit stories, it's sort of vague. Yeah, and yeah, things yeah. That are, But this is very, very specific, so. No, and I remember, because it was Keem and, who was uh, Damien, was the other guy that I called, because I was like, they're the type where when we would go out to bars and stuff, fight. they want to fight, and I, I was like, like, I can, that, I can that get these guys, fight. I was like, I don't even have to fight anybody, they'll do it for me. Yeah. So, they were yeah. excited to go on oh, this adventure so excited. with you. I was a little, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Don't recommend it, but, you know. Especially because I know you personally. I'm like, you are such, like, a... I mean this in a nice way. Oh, I'm not the type of person that's At, like, let's go fight let's somebody. Let's go fight somebody. No, like, you and not. I have been in situations where both, like, like when we were over in Northeast, mm -hmm. you and I were like, if something happens, like, I'm going to throw money at them and run. <laughs> yeah. Like, both you and I 
have been around sketchy people. Yeah, and no, we're no, like, no. if this guy asks for anything, we're giving it to yeah, him. Absolutely. You, you need to have friends like that, though. I think we should all have those two or three buddies oh. that will throw down for you. Because I, one of my ex-girlfriends, we were at a bar one night, and I got a text from a friend who said, hey, I just saw your girlfriend go back to her house with her ex-boyfriend. No. So I was so dumb me. I'm like 22, and I go sit outside of her house. And I'm watching. I can see them in the window <gasps> together. No. And, and I called my buddy Jeff, and I'm like, I, I got to go in there, but I don't want to go in there alone. And he's like, don't worry, man. I'll come and meet you. And he knew where she lived. I was sitting in the car, and I see a guy walking down the street. It's like, you know, 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I see a guy walking down the street, and it's my buddy Jeff. And I notice he's got something in his hand, <gasps> and he's got a cue ball from a pool table wrapped in a towel. And he's just swinging it. And he, he doesn't even call me. He just walks right up to the door and starts pounding on it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, we need a game no, plan. We, Jeff, you can't. And oh, no, they they wouldn't answer the door because obviously they, and, and Jeff's screaming, come out here, you pussies. And I was like, Jeff, oh. I, I just meant we're going to go in there and conf- we were going to kill anybody. Like, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff like took it. He Jeff, took it to a level of thousand immediately. Man. Jeff didn't even ask. Are you guys still dating? Jeff yeah, was like, "Got it. I got it. There. No problem. I'll be there." And he just showed <laughs> up with a kid. He's like, "What are you, Steven Seagal? What are you doing?" You guys like being in the army. Every person was like this. So we would go out. It was so bad. We came back from deployment, and they're like, "Let's all go out." And I remember being like, "I." At this point, I had after the deployment, I was done drinking for. I'd been for like a year, and they were like, "Let's all go out. Come on, Hagen." And I was the only female, and I was like, "No." No, like third night out, maybe, but I'm not going out. Sure enough, like half of them got arrested. Everybody was looking for a fight constantly. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was always like, yeah, I, I they could just tell, you know, when you can feel the mood mm-hmm. change and like things have been boring for a little bit and like at the bar, I could feel that. And I'm like, oh, they're going to get in a fight with somebody. Uh-huh. It was all guys like that. And do they all wear their army fatigues out no, to the bar? No, but you can tell. Like, they don't, you don't wear your army fatigues, but like you can tell when we're on leave because little things like their shoes are, they or don't, they all have they the don't, same haircut. Are they all wearing tennis shoes instead of anything else? And like, yeah, like there's like little it's, haircuts, a big one. Um, you know, people can't with everyone has knives. Like that's the thing. They have the pocket <laughs> knives. They like the big, whatever, or like, um, multi tools in their pockets. No, that's sure. a big one. Hey, you never know when you got to cut, a, cut somebody. Um, yeah. They don't have wallets because, like, you don't usually bring a wallet on deployment. So when we get back, like, there's, there's all these little signs. Like, the girls aren't wearing necklaces or earrings because you don't bring that on deployment. Like, mm. so all these little things you can tell, but they don't wear the uniform because they're going to get in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no. I lead a boring life. I don't Person. hang out with people who fight. Yeah, me neither now. I mean, well, yeah. that's not true. Sometimes I never I'll... have, though. And I'm like, I missed out. You missed out on all the yeah. action. I could see you being the uh, the wild card, Kristen. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? Drinks back in the day. Sweep the leg. I could mm-hmm. see that with you. <laughs> Watch out. I'm small but mighty. See? Yeah, no doubt about that. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.